good Italian job. Feeling good, Tommy boy. How are you, brother? Man, it, you know, a thousand miles an hour, but uh, school here in Guilford County is right around the corner on Monday. In fact, uh, I'm empty nesting it this weekend. My 2.0 did this thing and uh, was going to go to one concert. That concert got postponed, then eventually canceled. She didn't know if she'd ever be able to make it to the rescheduled date. So she took that money, saved a little bit more and treated her mom and her brother to a trip to New York City. Madison Square Gardens tonight, where they're going to see uh, Harry Styles. So, super proud of uh, the 2.0 for having the, uh, the the gumption, if you will, to uh, to rally the troops and, and head up north. So, that it, but it's, but uh, you're not, you're upset that you're missing out on Harry Styles. Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> well, if if I had a different camera camera angle, I could show you my watermelon sugar tattoo. But uh, maybe <laughs> next time. Maybe next time. How about you, man? How's things in your world? Man, it's things are going well. School has already started down here in York County, South Carolina, home of Ro- the Fort and the Rock regions. Just throwing that out there. Just figured I'd. Give a little shout out to those guys. Uh, school started up, so we're in the swing of things. You know, the routine has started of you get home from the workout and you better you better shower quick because it's time to get the kids ready yeah. for school and get them out the door. So, um, you know, just busy, busy. You know, I'm I'm doing a I'm doing a little Bible study right now on uh, busyness, and uh, mm. it's interesting. How many times do we say, "Hey, how's everything going, man? Just busy, just busy." Every guy yeah. says, "I'm busy." Because we are, yeah. we have a lot of things going on. Uh, but anyway, yeah, life is busy, but you know, things are moving along. We'll just leave it there. Intentional busyness is a good thing. Busyness otherwise is just spin the damn wheels. Uh, great topic today. I'm excited to dive into this one. It's, it's super important. One that we certainly uh, have brought to the forefront in F3 over the past couple of years. And one that is uh, always worth having a conversation around. So we're going to dive into the mental battle today. Uh, we've got a great guest from the Greensboro region. We might as well just bring him on and just launch into this conversation. Um, I was first introduced to the idea of really being able to be vulnerable in a safe space by Drop Thrill. So a tip of the cap to Drop Thrill. Um, and it really opened my eyes to a lot of opportunity to pick up the six. Uh, allow myself to be the six in some instances. I've shared on here before. I've gone through some therapy and it, it was really uh, incredibly helpful. Actually, I don't want to undersell it. It was incredibly helpful and exactly what I needed to um, to get out of that rut um, that I was I was kind of thinking it was malaise and just some downtroddenness and it really had some things I needed to work through uh, and and name and. Uh, by naming them, then I could deal with them, right? So it, it was great. It was great. So without further ado, uh, from the Greensboro region, Big Poppy, welcome to Stuff Worth Trying. How are you, brother? Doing good. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. We're thrilled to have you. We'll go through the formalities and then we'll dive into it. Uh, that being said, what? Uh, let's go through the name Arama and then who EH'd you and how long you've been doing F3. All right. Let's see if I can remember the order. Name Arama, birth name? Yes, sir. Uh, uh, Juan Santos, uh, 33 years old, big poppy. Um, you big know, poppy. I can I cannot remember. I think it was tips that was that right? Yeah, Maybe. GPS. Okay, okay. I, I, okay, that's right. Um, and Hall Pass brought me in. Yeah. Nice. Both solid dudes. Uh, Hall Pass has his own little mini pod. I shouldn't say mini podcast. They're epic lengths, but. Uh, American Yammer, which can be found through all your outlets, but Hall Pass is a solid guy. And how'd you get the name Big Poppy? 
Uh, well, you know, part of it is coming in and saying, what are your interests? What are you into? So I told him I was from the Dominican Republic, born there, uh, big into baseball. That's like our, that's uh, it's in the blood, if you will. Uh, and I like the Boston Red Sox as my go-to baseball team. So they were, they were, they were kind. Yeah, that Probably pretty much out. Yeah. wrote itself, man. That one, you know, pretty much wrote it out for you. That's perfect. I mean, now for the sake of today, can we call you Big Poppy PhD? Dr. Big Poppy? I mean, what, what should we call you? Dr. Counselor Big Poppy? I mean, there's all kinds of different stuff we can call you. There's a lot of word plays there. I'll let you take it, which, which, whichever one. All right, Dr. Poppy, that sounds great. There we go. Excellent. I'm excited about the Netflix series this fall on uh, stre- streaming everywhere. I'll be up there well, with listen. Stranger Things competing for space. <laughs> that's, it. That's, that's exactly it. Uh, well, let, let's rip the Band-Aid off and just kind of get into it. Uh, obviously, taking care of ourselves in every capacity is definitely stuff worth trying. We're going to focus today on mental health, the mental battle uh, in F3 terms. Um, so let's, let's talk in the same field and, and start by defining mental health. Would, would you take it from there, Poppy? Yeah, I'll take it from here. You know, I think, I think mental health can be defined in so many broad ways, so many cultural variations. So maybe just breaking it down in a very simple black and white way. You know, it's looking at your mind and, and understanding that the mind connects to the entire body. You have a thought as far as I don't feel good today. Next thing you know, your shoulders are down, your energy's down. So maybe mental health can encompass uh, the definition of taking time to slow down and nurture each of the domains of your uh, self, all the way from the physical to the emotional to the spiritual, really hitting, hitting each one. Perfect. Perfect. Um, I think a lot of times, old, old Tommy boy, before I really got uh, more in touch with taking care of uh, my mental health and practicing that uh, on the daily, just like exercising, right? Um, always call it different things. You know, you hear kind of, uh, I was never good talking about it. So rather than deal with it, I would just make fun of it almost, right? Oh, your feelings are hurt or somebody's got a case of the Mondays, right? Um, So now that we're kind of setting the table here, when did it, did it fight? Has it finally become okay to talk about mental health? Are we in F3 disrupting the status quo? Because elsewhere, it really still is a stigma around it. What, do, what are you seeing in, in your profession? Yeah, you know, I think, I think in the profession and on a, as far as the culture, it, it does seem like the stigma is, is getting chipped away more and more. The younger generations seem a bit uh, more willing to have those tough conversations. And, and, you know, what you mentioned, Tommy Boy, as far as, oh, you get that Monday, uh, forget the term you use there. Sometimes those come from maybe an older generation, you know, suck it up, man up. And Mm -hmm. often it's not with a malicious intent of I want you to feel bad. You know, it could be just this is the way that dad talked to to me and and grandpa talked to dad. So we're going to keep it going here to raise strong man. And what I notice now is with pushing the stigma, I do see a lot of it in F3 that, you know, you're 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 running. You know, Zimozi, we're going and Sachs next to me. You know, one of the guys and he goes, hey, how are you doing this morning? But he's really asking, how are you doing this morning? But he's opening up that space to let out more than "Ah, it's just another morning. Like let out, you know, this is how I'm feeling. So I think it provides that non-judgmental, non-critical, really open, warm, supportive space to let some of those feelings out where that conversation of mental health can slowly uh, take place. Uh, so, so, as you know, F3, I think, is doing a wonderful job with that. The community as a whole, 
I think is doing a wonderful job of uh, in, including these conversations. We see it more on TV. We see it more on TV shows. We see it more in our kids' schools. Uh, and then also think on the other end, there's still uh, a lot of work to do, which that, that's what makes life worth living when we know that there's work to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I grew up in, I think we, we probably, the three of us grew up in a, with the rub some dirt on it mentality, you know, uh, you know, get over it, rub some dirt on it, yeah. man up. Um, and you hit on something that, that I see pers- personally on firsthand basis. I've had two people this morning reach out to me, two F3 guys who've reached out and said, Hey man, how are you doing? Just, I haven't seen you in a while. How are you doing? Or, uh, I hadn't before, before we record today, I had about an hour long conversation with a buddy of mine, an F3 guy. And we talked about F3. We talked about how things are going at home, how things are going at work. And to be honest with you guys, had it not been for F3, I wouldn't have this outlet, this avenue to have these conversations because for the longest time I grew up with the mentality of you keep your, you keep your struggles to yourself. You keep your, you put your wins out for everybody to see. Mm -hmm. I mean, the social, our social media is out there showing all of our victories. It's showing our highlight reel, not the stuff behind the scenes, the stuff that we hide from everybody. So we put on this persona that everything's okay. But in F3, you guys know each other well enough. We know each other well enough to say, I know something's up. Something's not quite right. Um, so I, I say that to ask the question of Poppy, um, what's different about a man, a husband, a dad, his his mental health, what is it, what is it about men that is, and in the struggles of being a father and of being a husband, that these things kind of manifest differently than they do in our spouses and our wives and our daughters and, uh, and the rest of society, so to speak. Yeah. That's a, a load of a question there. And, you know, I think it, it could really go in many different directions all the way from the, the culture of the male Right. So myself being a Latino, Hispanic male um, on, a on a stereotype level, often we come from machismo culture, you know, which is definitely rub a lot of dirt on it. Mm-hmm. You know, keep your dirty laundry in the house, uh, regardless of the level of abuse. Um, I, I think looking at males across the board, you know, there's our levels of testosterone can impact us. Um, the way that we play as kids, that goes a long way. And often we don't think about that one. You know, example of that with my son and daughter, if, if I with my son, he's young, he's six years old, we got Batman and Superman, and we're just fighting, right? It looks normal. But then I go upstairs, and I'm with my daughter, and we're playing with dolls, and we're playing house. And she goes, well, what are you doing? And I say, well, I'm just over here, and I'm having a good time, and I feel really great to be here with you. So we're exploring thoughts, we're exploring feelings. So then she's going to grow up and build on those skills. And then my son's going to grow up and build on his skills. And that's likely to create men where he hits, he's 20, 30 years old, and he may continue some of those behaviors almost like on a subconscious level. So I think that's that social norm and adaptation that takes place. Um, I hope I answered the question to a degree. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. I, th- I think that uh, what's exciting about having a professional on the call with, with Tommy Boy and myself is uh, we see things every day um, that we can't we can't scientifically say, here's the reason that men do what they do. We just know that men, a lot of times will, when they don't understand their feelings, will lash out in anger or they will turn to some kind of substance because it's just easier to not think about it. Um, is that pretty common? The things that Tommy boy and I think 
like guys will turn to alcohol or drugs just to feel something or to ignore something. Is that a pretty common response for men versus women? It is. Yep. And, and those are typically, um, that's typically a category of a common response where I believe the statistic is one in five men will develop an alcohol dependency or maybe even a drug dependency. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's more in the alcohol um, area. So going from I'm feeling blank emotion, I'm going to shift into what's a coping skill. And see, this is where it's important for us as, as men, as individuals to acknowledge coping skills lean in both directions. So if, you know, if you're a guy and maybe you grew up with that social norm of put some dirt on it, you're still going to feel and your body can't hold everything. So the body's going to feel frustrated. Maybe, maybe the job didn't work out and you're about to get the boots. So you got to find something else. You feel down and you're going to go, well, how do I cope? How do I deal with this? How do I deal with life? And maybe, maybe you don't lean to a journal and write how you feel. You, you, don't, you don't want to go to the therapist because then you're like, well, I'm not crazy. And maybe that's right. a mindset that you have. So you don't go that way. And then you pick up, you pick up the drink. You know, I got a water bottle here, but let's just imagine it's a nice IPA. And the next thing you know, you're feeling, you're feeling okay, right? Because that works quick. Writing in a journal takes a little bit of time. So now we're drinking one beer, we're going to two. And next thing you know, we're building a dependency. And it's also creating that mindset, creating that relationship that the substance is curing. Now, mm. you, you can feel, most of us have had a drink where you're able to go, I feel relaxed, right? I feel at ease. So that lets you almost identify with, could it be a coping skill? So that's where it's important for us to look at. There's healthy and unhealthy coping skills. Um, as far as men too, I noticed that when we're going to not just a substance, there's these typically five categories or certain areas of domain that will lead us there. It's common for men to experience depression. It's common for men to experience uh, bipolar disorder, you know, where we see those loud, um, angry, or loud, I'm going into like a Superman mode that I'm accomplishing everything, um, or we're seeing anxiety. So that's where, you know, we go back to the original question of working on mental health and it's taking that time uh, to, to slow down, uh, to, to hit on what you mentioned, Italian job, where you said, uh, sometimes a lot of us will say, yeah, I'm busy. But uh, that's where we, we throw out these words. You know, how are you? I'm good. I'm busy. I'm okay. And with us guys, you know, that is such a common thing that we do. And in reality, it's like, well, shit, I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not busy. I'm actually going back and got nothing to do. I wish I had something to do, but I'm not going to tell you that. So Mm -hmm. then it builds. And I go from a stress to a depression to next thing I know, I'm going into a category. If it's not substance, maybe I'm having suicidal thoughts. Maybe I'm going into really hurtful behaviors like gambling and and so forth. I find it uh, compelling that when we do crack the code, you know, and, and somebody steps out into the COT and shares something that they're really struggling with, you know, you mentioned suicidal thoughts and for, for a man to step out and say, you know, in no simple and no uncertain terms, F3 saved my life because somebody cared and picked me up and, and brought me out to a men's workout. Little did I know it was going to be a leadership and personal development journey. Yeah. Um, and it saved my life. And I, and in fact, I just heard that story not two weeks ago. And watching the circle, arms got uncrossed, shoulders dropped. You know, I, I was I, one of the techniques I learned was uh, the tongue, the tongue on the roof of your mouth, and how much pressure I was applying. And the person I was working with said, "Is your is your tongue like bring your tongue down off the roof of your mouth?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, it totally is." And I just that the sense of release from that simple motion. 
But watching that, watching a man step into the COT and be vulnerable and how it just validates so many guys that are like, that's what I've been feeling. I thought I was just being I don't, lazy or not as good or in a, in a simple rut, but it turns out, no, I'm, I'm feeling like that guy's feeling. Yeah. And uh, I, I lo- that sense of validation is pretty powerful. And that's why I'm glad that we're cracking the code uh, in some instance, because prior to I was guilty of, you know, I'd read a, a, a page out of a guy's book and assume that I figured out the entire novel, you know, just by spending a minute and a page of a guy's life. And that was not fair. Uh, and I was doing the same thing to myself. So being able to take the time, like you mentioned journaling uh, as a powerful tool, take the time to put those thoughts out there and just have to deal with them. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so the next question kind of leads me into that is when, when it comes to that mental battle, what does it look like to pick up the six? Yeah. Meaning, meaning, you know, what does it look like to come and, and support someone else? Correct. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. You, you know, there's, I think there's, there's a lot in so many directions you can go there because we, we do want to be mindful that it's important to work on yourself maybe before you jump in to, to truly support someone else so that we don't create damage when we are trying to help someone. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so kind of keeping that in mind, I find with F3, there's a wonderful mixture of levels of development, you know, even from the terminology within F3. Like I come in and I'm like, you know, what, what is the cube? Tell me about that. What does that mean? <laughs> and, and then there's some other guys in there that, you know, have been around, you know, you, you too, right? You, you both, you've both been around, you've been around the game, you know what the, the, the terms are and why we're here and what we're doing. So I think picking up someone six, first a acknowledging where you're at and looking at, you know, what's my level of competence? What's my level of skill? How can I support someone else? You know, wh- where are my strengths at? So we're able to lean in and help those individuals, even if it's small as I'm beside you and this side straddle hop and I'm kind of looking around going, not sure what to do here. I'm feeling insecure and doubtful. So then you lean in well, using your strength and support and say, hey, that's a jumping jack. But that just mm-hmm. went a long way because if you didn't do that, there's a likelihood if we're talking about mental health that I feel doubtful, I feel insecure, and I feel left out now because someone hasn't taken that time since this is supposed to be a group, an inclusive group to say, hey, it's a jumping jack, mm-hmm. right? So doing that small action that took five seconds goes a long way in giving that I mean, validation, that, uh, that, that environment to want to be in there. Um, looking to a little bit deeper and uh, picking up the six, you know, being, being there for, for others is asking deeper questions. You know, I love Italian job that you mentioned having those phone calls. I've, I've noticed that too with F3, I'll get, I'll get texts from Akron or maybe uh, Radiator or, or Hall Pass you know, really just checking in there. Hey, what do you have going on? Um, and I find that that digs, you know, really deep because maybe during the workout, I was too busy doing some mercs, right? Mm-hmm. My arms were blazing and people are like, man, <laughs> look at those bad boys. So I, so I didn't have that time. But then later we have those check-ins and, and maybe the check-ins are helpful because I'm not around everyone else and I'm not ready for that vulnerability. I'm not ready mm-hmm. in front of hall pass and everyone else to talk about how I'm feeling. So it's looking at, we can be supportive. We can, we can pick up that six, not just while we're doing the workout, but really following maybe the mission and vision of F3 and looking at how do we extend beyond fitness to faith, to fellowship. Yeah. It's the so, beauty of having a, gr- a friend group again, right? I mean, you know, that 
one of my favorite sales of F3 is when I admit to a guy that I started because I realized that my friends, were, you know, were the typical three, my work buddies, my glory day people that I don't even talk to anymore. And my wife's friends, husbands, right. Mm-hmm. And that I, I see it in their eyes. When you explain it that way to them, they start checking that list. Like, yep, yep, yep. That's all three. That's the ones I have too. But you're talking about that, that moment when you're, when you're outside of the workout and the phone beeps at you, you're like, oh man, it's IJ. It's my buddy. It's my, it's my beloved friend reaching mm-hmm. out just to check in, see how I'm doing. That's a whole different ball game than, uh, you know, sending a, 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 a meme on a phone to a guy that you really don't have a true connection to. Um, let me ask you this because IJ, I know you have a question too. Um, just to kind of finish up picking up the six, are, are there telltale signs um, that we should keep an eye out for uh, that maybe a, a guy needs a shoulder to lean on? Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good question. Um, you know, just going back for a moment and as a, as a, as a moment to highlight, mm-hmm. when we're talking about men and we're talking about mental health, uh, and I want to throw this out there to be like an alert right? like suicide rate for men continues to go up. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so th- items like that, when we listen to, and we hear it, it's meant to impact the heart rate to say, wow, got to do something here. And, and then we go into well, what are the signs? What do I look for? Cause I, w- I want to take care of the other guys. I want to take care of the pack and be there. I think a, if someone is a regular, right? If you see that I'm coming to uh, circle time and in Cougar town, I'm going to all these spots and then you don't see me, right. Mm-hmm. Being able to shoot a message and someone gets injured. And I think it was uh, is it sticky cheese? No, that's wrong. Yeah, stinky cheese, stinky okay, cheese, right. busted, so, yeah. Yeah, his, uh, fractured his hip. Yeah, and you know, what a wonderful gesture for everyone to step in and be supportive. Because typically, right, if we look at research, what takes place is if someone has a lifestyle and you know, he was grinding his, and then there is that bam shift, now you're injured, thoughts are going to kick in, the brain wanders, that's what it does. And maybe yeah. some of those thoughts are going to be depressive. So being able to look at that as a loud sign, I got to step up, step in and be there to support. Uh, when we're working out, if someone's really far back and you notice that there's six of us here, but there's one there, being able to slow down your pace, right? Because we don't always want to go into me, me, me. We're here for us. We're here to move us forward. If we move us forward, we're going to make a greater change and a nice ripple effect. So I think that's another important one. Um, new people coming in, really taking that time to be supportive. You know, if someone is coming in, there's a lot of vulnerability. And we want to look at that too from a, um, like an exploratory perspective. Like why would a person want to come in at 5.30 in the morning with a bunch of people they don't know, right? So more mm-hmm. than likely something is happening. They're at some point of their life. And, and that without any words is significant enough to be able to lean into that six and be supportive. Uh, while we're working out, you know, really looking at facial expression, I think uh, just mentioning Sack again, you know, he does a wonderful job with it. I was talking to Hall Pass uh, earlier and he had mentioned he, the Sack came in and just asked how he was doing. And, and it was because I think Hall Pass maybe had a face or a gesture that I, I guess didn't fit. Right. Mm-hmm. So like if we're all mm-hmm. into it, maybe we're all smiling, having a good time. But if one of us has our eyes down, our heads down, our shoulders kind of down, that's where we look and say, okay, something is not lining up here because the setting is just upbeat. But then the nonverbal language, eyes down, shoulders down, that doesn't match it. So then we lean in and try to have that, which can be rough, 
yet coming from a very compassionate pace, supportive conversation. Um, yeah, it's all about intention, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Intention. Um, and, and I think just one more item to mention, you know, if you think about like muscle memory, right, we're familiar with that. You do a mark, so you do a push up. Next thing you know, your body gets really used to it and you're like Batman pumping out push ups. Um, so it's nice having conversations like this because if one of us is able to get past that moment of doubt and insecurity, right? So if I see Italian job, you're working out and I lean in and I'm nervous to do it because it's vulnerable to say, hey, you, you know, everything's going okay. How are you today? That's one practice. Next thing you know, mm -hmm. I'm doing it twice. And next thing you know, you have all of these members in F3 that are building what, what, what we consider in literature, emotional intelligence, you know, they're becoming emotionally fit. And then that just becomes a nice wave that goes back and forth. It'd be no different than everyone learning to Merck. Yeah, I love the concept of that, um, that muscle memory. It's uncomfortable at first, you know, doing, doing some of these exercises that you've never done before. I don't know if you guys have ever done an Apollo Ono, which is a, a calisthenic style workout. It is, it's very awkward until you do it once or twice. And then, you know, the first time you call Imperial Walkers in cadence, uh, it's weird because you don't know what you're doing, but then it becomes second nature. So by beginning to ask the questions and by beginning to notice when something's slightly off from the guys you see on a routine basis, it becomes a little bit more common practice, a little bit easier to do. So I guess the question I have is, what are some of those questions or conversation starters that we can reach out to the guys across the COT and ask them as a check-in? What are those questions I mean, we mentioned one right off the bat, you know, how you doing, man? You know, seriously, mm -hmm. how are you doing? Not how are you doing? Talk to me. Yeah. What other things can we say to kind of bridge that gap and, and start those conversations? Yeah. So that's a good one. You know, how are you doing? Um, mentioning the elephant in the room. So, you know, I may go up to you, Tommy boy and say, Hey, just want to share with you where I'm coming from before I even keep going. Mm. I want us to connect and I want the very best for you. Right. So now, you know, the big picture. Hmm. And then I go into, you know, how are you feeling, man? So what, what your mind is going to do, you're going to connect both. You know, Poppy cares about me. He's asking a question. So it'll be easier for me to connect with him. Um, so we got two there. Uh, another one is building on what's working. So that could be uh, a really easy way to have further conversation. So if I see um, a patch, maybe at a workout, I may say, patch, man, I love seeing you here, you know, at a uh, fence line. Mm -hmm. Right. So then that it, it's, it's just as fit as asking, how are you doing? Because more than likely what it'll do is it'll increase his likelihood to tell me more. I like being here too. Um, and then I could add more, I could, I could add more to it. Um, I could say patch. Uh, I noticed you're always coming to fence line. Tell me what you like about it. Mm -hmm. So I'm providing some positive feedback and then ask them to give you a bit, give me a bit more. Um, I like the idea as well of, uh, of going for a run or a ruck. I think those are powerful opportunities mm -hmm. to lean into a guy. And there's something about both your eyes are forward. You know, I think it's, it's at least to my speaking for myself only, it feels easier for me to open up or maybe even easier for me to listen than eye to eye contact. There's something about looking ahead, looking down the road and, and being able to share what's going on, what I'm struggling with, what roadblocks I'm hitting. Then, sitting down across the table for me is, is tough. I don't like looking, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe yeah. it's the sensation of constant judgment. I don't know. Uh, but there's obviously, there's something magical for me about throwing a ruck on or going for a run. 
um, and listening to a guy or, or, or having that conversation with, with another dude, um, that it's just easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, often, you know, just as a little note there and, and those, those are wonderful. You know, I love, I love the rocks or when we go for a long mosey or a long walk, especially on Cougar town on a Saturday, uh, with the guys we're looking forward and we're really going into deep conversation. So typically you have a play on your, uh, senses. So if you think about mindfulness, right, mindfulness is being present in the moment. So if I go for a walk and I'm present on eyes forward, looking at trees, nature, it distracts me. It removes a bit of my sensation from some of the feelings of insecurity and doubt and nervousness versus I'm right there with you eye to eye. You know, tell me how you're feeling. Those feelings could be a bit louder. So it allows me to do both in a very comfortable way. It was on page uh, 74 of the F3 manual. (laughs) (laughs) Paragraph, paragraph B. Yeah. Well, listen, um, I can't thank you enough for, for starting this conversation. Our hope uh, Italian job. And I always hope that guys can take some of the info here to their shield lock, to a COT. You've given a lot of great conversation starters as well as some great uh, knowledge. I just wasn't aware about. Um, so thank you for, for carving out time and being yeah, a part of this stuff. We're trying. That being said, why don't you close us out with, uh, this is kind of a broad question, but you, you do what you do. Why is good mental health stuff worth trying? Yeah, good, good question. You know, I think, I think most of us want to a degree, a life of contentment, a life of satisfaction, a life of, uh, ample happiness and your definition of success. You know, mental health is your gateway there, regardless of how much money you make. Mental health will limit you, regardless of how well you're doing in any category of life. Not focusing on mental health is going to bring you many steps back. So if the goal is to move forward, focusing on mental health is for sure what's going to lead you there. Outstanding. IJ, what you got, brother? Man, Poppy, I can't thank you enough. This is the stuff that for some reason, and maybe it's just because the fact that we grew up, we're reluctant to talk about these sorts of things or... Uh, we don't think it's, we think that we're alone. We're the only one who has these thoughts or we think it's, it's weak to have, um, to have these thoughts and we downplay our symptoms or we, uh, we say that's just guys being guys. But um, for you to come on as a professional and, and kind of let us know that not only is it important for you to watch out for your buddy, but it's important to watch out for yourself to get your mind right. Um, Tommy boy and I both are, proponents of talking about these things. Uh, I think that you said it best, Poppy, when you said that when guys are left alone in their thoughts, their, their thoughts are going to wander and they're going to wander. Sometimes they're going to wander into dark places. And uh, the last place we want to be is in a dark place alone without a light, um, which is why it's so important for us to be together and not only strengthen numbers physically, but strengthen numbers mentally, spiritually, emotionally, being there for each other. That's the only way we can safely get through the dark times is to be with other people who care. And uh, if anybody at any time, anybody listening has any concerns or is in a dark place, there are, there are places you can reach out. You can reach out to the men in the COT. You can reach out to, um, to any of us that are, I mean, specifically Tommy boy, I know you and I are there at any moment. If someone needs something to reach out to us, we will be there. And if we don't have answers, we'll certainly look for answers or put you in contact. Um, this might be throwing you guys on the spot. I, I, I feel like I recently read that there was a, 
a mental health phone number or suicide phone number, something that's now available nationwide. Do you guys happen to have, have that off the top of mind? The number you could call if you're not feeling well and you discuss it with someone, with a professional? There's the uh, National Alliance on Mental Health Illness, NAMI, and they have a helpline, I believe is 62640, the helpline okay. that you can text. Okay. Um, and then I think our local area, the 911 number, and I'm, I'm losing it, there's an actual department, I believe now, that's specifically for mental health. Yeah, I'm looking right now as we talk. I'll t- I know I will definitely oh, include just it. Found it. There's a just three, found it. Just found it. 988. 988. Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, available 24 hours in English and in spe- uh, Spanish. It's 988. So it was the direct response that the, uh, the government took to provide an easy number because of, Papa, you mentioned it earlier, because of rising suicide rates. Um, so the fact that it, it, they, we've taken it on head on and provided resources, you talk to a real person uh, immediately. So it's, it's a powerful tool for anybody who needs it um, and should definitely be a tool that is in the toolbox. Fellas, listen, uh, to wrap this all up in a nice little bow, if another grown-ass man hadn't told you already, I love you guys. Poppy, thanks for carving out time, my friend. I look forward to seeing you in the gloom again soon. IJ, it's always good to be with you, even if it's just on the Zoom. Uh, but I'll take I'll take IJ anytime I can get IJ and uh, fellas that are listening. Um, take care of yourselves and, and each other. It's it's what we do, not just physically, but mentally. Absolutely. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate All it. All right, fellas. Be good or be good at it. We'll see you next week. <laughs>